there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I am your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. It's week 17. It's time to talk about some of our best bets. With me to do that is Scott Bogman. He's the co-host of In This League podcast. You know him from the Betting Pros college football show and pretty much from everywhere. Find him on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Bogman, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to pop on this pod. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. I love uh, talking to anything NFL always. So yes, uh, love and, this show. Uh, and we like talking to each other anyway, just because, uh, you know, we've been on each other's podcasts. It's a good time. It's always that's fun. Right. So long as we pick winners, Bogman, that's mm-hmm. all anybody cares about. Trust me, I can tell from the comments oh, on our YouTube channel. So don't worry about it. Um, I know from some of the emails I've got. <laughs> All right. So look, uh, usually, by the way, you guys have noticed the last two weeks we have not done the look ahead uh, podcast like the early one just to take an early look at the lines. Uh, One of it was because it was just Christmas and getting people's hard. But right now with the COVID situation, man, like it just makes hundred guys came off the COVID list today because of the protocols. So it's getting a little easier, obviously, because of the fact that they changed the protocol now. So like guys being put on. But now at this point, Bogman, I think if people get put on the list they're out because you still need the five days. So yeah. this may still change things. We'll do the best we can. Wait as long as possible to make your bets. Is my, yes. My general recommendation. All right. Usual deal. Three best bets of the weekend. Spreads, totals, money line, whatever you want to do. Then we'll run through the remaining spreads. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can be watching this podcast over at youtube.com slash betting pros. Then go to bettingpros.com slash helmet. Very quickly, you can win a signed Saquon Barkley Helmet and our latest offer from BetMGM. New customers bet $10, win $200 if your team scores a touchdown. Again, that's for new customers. Use the code JUICE100. That's available in New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Virginia, Iowa, Washington, D.C., Arizona, and Wyoming. Let's quickly do the recap of last week. Our guest, Pat Fitzmorris, took an O for So you can only go up here. Yeah, it was a bad one. He was very (laughs) upset about it, by the way. The one thing I will say about Pat (laughs) is Pat takes this to heart more than anybody I know. Like he is like, I cannot believe it, blah, blah, blah. But he is a great on the prop bets for sure. And he's he's still been running hot on that. So make sure you check out his article at bettingpros.com. But I'm guessing the Chargers were one. The Chargers were one. Yes, yes. I mean, who didn't miss on that? You know, everybody. That was bad. I don't know, man. Anytime you're a double digit spread, though, it always makes me just, you know, whatever. It it makes me tough to sort of take out. He also missed on the Seahawks laying six and a half to the Bears and the under 43 and a half points in the Bills Patriots. So he really wasn't close on any of them. I went two and one officially. I hit on the Bills getting two and a half from the Pats, the Raiders giving one to the Broncos. And I missed on the Ravens who were getting three to the Bengals. I did say wait as long as possible. And then after that, everybody was declared out and it was Josh Johnson. But <laughs> admittedly, that game, they would have probably lost. They didn't lose if... because of Josh Johnson. That's correct. They would have lost regardless of who was that quarterback. So I will take the L on that regardless, even though I I did buy out of it, to be fair, uh, once everything moved. I'm now basically an even 24 and 24 in the year. So very exciting there. All right, Bogman. You're our guest. You get to lead us off here. We just, by the way, I just found out Bogman's picks right before this because I don't want to overlap on him. And I will say that (laughs) one of them was my pick, so I'm very excited about it. Bogman, start us off anywhere you want. What do you got? Give me the Los Angeles Rams minus three and a half on the road against those Baltimore Ravens. And the reason I like the Rams in this game is, number one, desperation. They need wins, right? Uh, They they need to keep uh, the Cardinals at arm's length here. So they need this win. And... Just the patheticness of the Ravens defense that we saw last week. And it's not 
and I've hit this part home because I'm a Steelers fan and everybody knows that I don't like the Ravens. I don't like the Bengals. I don't like the Browns. Right. So I get it. But it's not the Ravens fault that they're bad. It's not like their best skill position players are playing terribly. They are down to guys off the street playing quarterback. Anthony Averett, who was terrible, who was third in the league in yards given up, just had surgery and is out for the year. And they were starting that guy. So now Chris Westry and some other scrub are starting in in the the defensive backfield for them. And Chuck Clark hasn't been great all year. He's, you know, smart and he's the play caller for them, but he hasn't been great in coverage. So um, I just expect the Rams to sit and pick the Ravens apart. And I think they win by way more than three and a half. Even on the road, Lamar's gimpy. We don't know what the offense is going to look like, especially with this busted offensive line against Aaron Donald and company. I just don't see a way that the Ravens come away with a win in this game. So uh, give me the Rams and I'll lay the points. My hesitation with the Bogman is, don't you think the spread begs you to take the Rams? Like, I mean, you look at the Ravens right now. Their secondary, like you said, is just an embarrassment and nothing to them. Like they're just dealing with an incredible amount of injuries and, and kudos to John Harbaugh for keeping them together as long as they have. But like, I look at this and I'm like, of course I'm taking the Rams, you know, a team like the right. Rams. It gets me. I just, they, you know, they've little... laid some eggs. They have yeah. the Tennessee yeah. game after Derrick Henry got hurt was a yeah. huge egg, but I think they're past that point in the season. And, you know, some of it was growing pains with Matthew Stafford and McVay just getting on the right page, but you saw him get on the right page last week. And it looks like they've been building. Obviously Henderson is down, but Cam Akers is back now. And Sonny Michelle is in a bang up job. Uh, yeah. replacing Henderson as well. So um, and I know they lost Robert Woods, but they got OBJ like the offense is starting to click now. And yes, it is a little bit of a, a bait game, but I think it started out at three and it's because, well, Lamar Jackson is going to play and Lamar Jackson makes the Ravens a different team, but he doesn't help their defense. Guy can't. I mean, he probably could play corner, but they're not going to put him out there to play corner, especially as gimpy as he is. So uh, I understand your hesitation because the Rams have looked wishy-washy this year, but I think they're locked yeah. in right now. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see the line move, I guess, uh, in favor then because it's true. And again, we Lamar mispracticed. We're recording this on Thursday. He mispracticed today. So yeah. his best bet is really Gimby. Other than that, you're looking at Huntley and, you know, who is off the COVID uh, Reserve 19 list, obviously. But that's, you know, I'm glad he played a great game uh, in the one that he did against the Packers, but it's really hard to rely on him. So, yeah, I I, I get it. Uh, I'm probably not going to bet it myself, but certainly there's no way I could back the Ravens uh, in this spot. Uh, I'm going to go Bogman, and I, I got to lead with your with your boys, with your team, um, who I imagine you're not too happy with right now. But I'm going to take them here, Bogman, getting three and a half uh, against the Browns. I assume it is, actually. I'm going to double check to make sure it's still it at is. three. Yeah. It's still three and a half. I'm taking them three and a half. And uh, Bogman, you're a fan of the Steelers. You mm. know the classic Mike Tomlin spots, of course. And, and this is one of them where you are left for dead. You're coming off a horrific performance. You're an underdog. You back Tomlin as an underdog. You back him as an underdog late in the season. You back him as a home dog. Like, that's just what you do. It's a second divisional game here. Those games are always tight. Like, regardless of anything, regardless of the disparity among the teams, a second divisional game is almost always uh, tight. It's Ben's last game. There's my garage door. Everybody knows who listens to the podcast. Still <laughs> still going. Don't worry about it. Every podcast doesn't matter. Uh, it will happen. Um, okay, so it's Ben's last game in Heinz Field, all but confirmed as of today. Yeah. They are terrible, of course. They look terrible against the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are yeah. really, really good, especially at home. Like, 
Uh, Baker Mayfield's not playing great. Uh, he just had the four-pick game. Kevin Stefanski, I, I came across a stat uh, on Twitter, admittedly. I, I did not find it myself. Kevin <laughs> Stefanski in divisional games is 1-9 and nine against the spread, which wow, I, I did know not that. know. Yeah, came across it, uh, verified it. Um, so that's crazy. Now, look, the the it, it, <laughs> on paper, you're like, okay, great. Let's take a great running team like the Browns, and let's put them against one of the worst rush defenses in all football with the Steelers. That's not good. Uh, but Pittsburgh's 30th in defensive DVOA against the run. 31st in defensive DVOA against the run is the Packers, who still just managed to beat the Browns here. So again, yeah. I don't love the Browns, Bogman. It really is. like I think Mayfield is just, you know, considering all the injuries, stuff like that, not playing well. I think this is just a spot where Tomlin somehow figures out a way to get them up off that loss. Plus, with the, with the hook, I wouldn't love it at three, although I'll probably bet them on the money line, too, just because I do that always with a short home dog. Uh, but getting the hook, Bogwin, I like it. Talk to me about your team. I mean, you know, it, it's they're not good. Uh, I'll say <laughs> this is one of the worst Steelers teams I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, but the worst Steeler team I ever seen is about an average Browns team, you know? Right. So, uh, and that's what, you know, the Browns are probably better than the Steelers right now, but you know, all the stuff that you just said, you got to take in consideration, uh, Ben's teammates playing, uh, for his pride in this game because his regular season record against the Browns is 25, three and one in his career. So, um, you know, uh, I, I'm picking the Steelers, too. I, I never bet the Steelers because I find that to be bad luck for me. And I hate losing twice, you know, losing in my real life with my team and then my sure. money, too. So um, I just never find that to be good luck. The, they do match up well here, the Browns against Pittsburgh, because they are a running team against a bad running defense. But in the divisional games, things get weird, especially in AFC North divisional games. I mean, Cleveland was clicking on all cylinders early earlier in this year. They played Pittsburgh and P- Pittsburgh won 15 to 10, you know, mm-hmm. so just it doesn't make any sense sometimes this rivalry. So um, I'm definitely taking the Steelers at home with his teammates playing for him in his very last home game for Big Ben. So I'm just um, going to be shocked, man. Yeah. I'm going to be shocked if they not. I could see them losing. I think if Cleveland wins, they blow the doors off Pittsburgh. I don't think it's is like that what a you close think? win. I think if Cleveland wins, it's going to be just like the playoff game last year. They come in. Uh, yeah. They stun the Steelers and then they're stunned for the rest of the game. Uh, yeah. It's something like that. I don't think it's going to be a down to the wire win for Cleveland. I think if it's down to the wire, I would favor Pittsburgh. The craziest thing, Bogman, is that both of these teams at this point, like, could be this could be a fight for the division. They're necessarily, both, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're both in playoff contention still somehow with the right. terrible seasons that they're having. And they're both, you know, not good. But. We've seen weird stuff happen in the playoffs. So all you got to do is get in, get into the playoffs. And that's the goal for everybody right now. I think if the Chiefs beat the Bengals and the Browns control their own destiny to win the division, I think that's what it is. And the Steelers, if they win and then the Bengals lose next week and then the Steelers, if the Browns <laughs> yeah. beat the Bengals next week, I mean, and the Steelers the win again, they could win the division. For the Steelers to win the division, but they could still get a wild card. Yeah. You know. Correct. The yeah, way so the Chargers both- are playing, the way the Ravens are playing, and the Browns, and everybody in front of them is not good, except for maybe Miami. You yeah. Know, it, it's uh, That last seed is up for grabs, for sure. S- spoiler alert, I do not expect Miami to win this game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I will. Uh, I, I Everything about this points to the Steelers here. And again, there have been games where I've been like, this is Tomlin's spot. I love it. And then they, I think against the second game against the Bengals, where I was like, oh, this perfect spot, second divisional game. 
And then they they just got their brains beat in. That <laughs> happens, obviously, on occasion. If they go in here on Monday night, the Browns, and beat the crap out of the Steelers, I'm just I'm just going to be totally floored by it. So give me the Steelers, getting the three and a half. Go to your number two pick here, Bogman. Uh, I'm going to stay in the same game I just mentioned. I'm going to take the over for the Rams and Ravens as well. Uh, like you said, um, Lamar looking gimpy, probably better for the over because I'd rather have a healthy Tyler Huntley in there than yep. a 50% Lamar Jackson, which looks like it's going to trend towards that way. But like I said, the Rams are going to get most of this. I think the Rams score five touchdowns. So that's 35 of this 46 and a half of the over here. So we're asking the Ravens to score twice, two touchdowns. And I think they can do that even if it's in garbage time. You know, betting the over uh, is frustrating sometimes because what you do is you look at that first half and you go, all right, well, they're not pacing. They're not pacing at all. <laughs> you know, everybody does this. Everyone who bets the over goes, <laughs> This pace is not right. They're <laughs> off the pace, you know. But also, you got to remember, more points are scored in the second half because right. the defenses are tired and offenses make adjustments, right? So then in the third quarter, you're like, okay, all right, okay. Yeah. Then yeah. in the fourth quarter, you're getting closer and closer until you eventually hit it uh, or, you know, you don't. Uh, but in the fourth quarter, you have a pretty good idea. But I do. I expect the Rams to pick the Ravens' defense apart. Um and I think they get the majority of this over. And I think both these teams, you know, no one is great as far as their uh, record uh, on over-unders, right? The best record for over-unders is 9-6 and six this year. Philly, the Jets, Minnesota, all 9-6. and six. Mm -hmm. um, The Rams are 8-6-1. and one, So they have the best record in playing, second best record in playing towards the over this season. The Ravens are 8-7. and seven. So, you know, these are two teams that, hit the over more often than most other teams in the NFL. So I, I think this lends towards that over as well, plus just the bad state of this Ravens secondary. So give me the Rams over and the Rams and lay the points. I like to bet on that game this week. And yeah, I like this bet against the Ravens too. It's fun. Sure. Why not? Just go Ravens every single time. Um, This was one of my picks. Yes, I agree. I had it, which I was like, oh, interesting, because usually we're able to share picks beforehand. You and I weren't. You were like, oh, I'll just tell you what they are. And I'm like, I'm sure we don't overlap. And that was oddly <laughs> enough, the one over under that I had. I agree with you completely in this one. I think the Rams are going to put up a ton of points. Again, talked about it when you when you talked about the spread, just the secondary. They're just going to be able to pass all over them. Um, and I do think you're right. I don't expect Lamar Jackson to go at this point. I think when you're out there yeah. and you're really, really gimpy and then you're a DNP the next day like that just can't be good. And I think it's better for the Ravens offense than if you have a fully healthy Tyler Huntley with the entire week to prepare and really multiple weeks at this point rather than a Gibby Lamar Jackson. So I agree with you over 46 and a half. I will adopt your play. My next pick, Bogman, is the Titans laying three and a half uh, to the Dolphins. It, this is much more about a fade of the Dolphins. Um, the Dolphins streak, when you look at it, it's been really remarkable. Um, it's just basically beating the worst teams in the history of football with when you consider the quarterback play other than the you Ravens. You like Ian who, Book? What? I, I mean, Ian Book would, looked almost ready for no, like a peewee no, football didn't. game. But yeah, it was not it was not close. Yes. I mean, you think about it. It's the Texans, the Jets twice. The Panthers, the Giants with Glennon, the Saints with Book, and the Ravens. That game on Thursday was very impressive with the Ravens, I admit, on that one. But, you know, they're just, I don't think they're a very good football team overall. They're fine. Pro Football uh, Reference, Bogman, has a rating system which shows basically that the Dolphins are two points worse than the average football team. The Titans are two and a half points better than the average football team. So if you gave that credence and you put that together, it'd be four and a half points spread. On a neutral site, this is a three and a half point spread in 
Tennessee, I think with A.J. Brown back. And again, we have to watch this because Julio Jones was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. If Brown gets put on it, I'm off this game, obviously, entirely. But obviously, Julio may come back. Not that it matters. You saw what A.J. Brown can do. I and I can't believe that it, how good he was after a practice and oh a half. Oh, my God. missing like whatever, what, eight weeks or whatever. A practice and a half. That's it. I was like, I'm not starting H.A. Brown. I'm not brave, brave enough. Ryan Tannehill's looked like garbage the whole year. And then he just went crazy against the Niners on Thursday night. That was nuts. Now, I mean, without without Mosley, like their secondary is terrible. Anyway, I get it. But yeah. I was completely with you. And again, we do fantasy as well. And I, I ranked A.J. Brown. And, and when I was like sort of doing my projections, I was just like, there's just no way He's going to get enough snaps at this point. Yeah. But what was great about that, Bogman, is at some point it was like it was like somebody getting on a heater. It was like a guy in craps getting on right, a heater with right. a roll, right? You were just like, all right, I'm just going to well, you. It's going to I'm Brown. going to you. Yeah. I'm going to you. And they knew it was going to Brown. There was nothing they could do about it. And that is how good he actually is. So I do think, like, regardless of the secondary, because the Dolphins secondary, which at one point was just they, – they were – the names are great, right? Obviously, you know, they played got- musical chairs a lot in the beginning of the year with that uh, secondary. Uh, they, they went with Nick Needham for a while. Then it was just right. Coleman and they, they bounced around. But they did finally Javon Holland, Brandon Jones. They, they settled on their safeties and they're both really good. But I still think that even though they are now finally sort of more back to what we kind of expected them to be in the preseason, it's still I, I just think that Brown being there even without Derrick Henry. And, you know, Deonta Foreman's been fine. They couldn't get much going against San Francisco. I just think they're a much better team. Um, and I think that, I like, I don't love the hook, like, obviously, but I still think this is a game they're going to win by a touchdown with Brown back. Uh, so, and again, I'm, I'm assuming Bud Dupree, by the way, comes off the COVID list as well. So that that's something that I'm just with the new protocols. But I will take them, Bogman, much more of a fade of the Dolphins. You've got the Titans, by the way, with the ability potentially here to now seal the division, win that one. They're still in the air for the number one seed, you know, depending especially on what happens with the Bengals against the Chiefs. Can't get that by. So I'm going to go with the Titans here, laying three and a half to the Dolphins. I uh, I don't like that. I definitely took Miami in this game, but I tend to get Tennessee wrong like most weeks because like we said, you know, the Rams, who we thought were going to beat the crap out of Tennessee after Derrick Henry lost yep. at home to them. Yep. So they do pull off some weird wins, um, but then they lost to Pittsburgh. And I told you, Pittsburgh is not a good team. So, like, you know, Tennessee is a bit of a roller coaster. The Dolphins, too. I think if um, Taysom Hill starts that game, I don't think the Dolphins win it, right? Uh, right. You're not getting to Taysom Hill eight times. Are you like impressed you by that win over the I'm not impressed no, by that no, win I, over because the Saints at all. The Saints were in it the whole time with Ian Book. And right. I said, uh, I, I told my my friend Bubba on our Line Star show, um, I said, I would rather have Mason Rudolph than Ian Book. He's like, well, pff, that's all you need to know about Ian Book because <laughs> I know how much you hate Mason Rudolph. And sure. I said, yes, absolutely. Ian Book wasn't good at Notre Dame. I can't believe he got drafted. Um, you know, and I thought they were going to end up doing that same stuff with Taysom Hill that, you know, that's why they dra- drafted Ian Book. Right. But sometimes you draft a guy like Danny Etling to turn him into a wide receiver like the Patriots did who played quarterback at LSU. And, and so I thought maybe they're going to move in positions. That was my first thought when Ian Book got drafted, not he's going to start a game when they're down to their third string quarterback ever in the NFL. Right. So um, them not blowing them out of the water made me go, OK, you know, uh, the offense was really just not great. It's all Jalen Waddle. That's all they have right now. So, yeah, uh, they're screwing around with those running backs way too much. It's Duke Johnson and Philip Lindsay now because Gaskin was coming off the covid and all that stuff. Uh, I just th- both these teams to me are hard to figure out. So, yes, um, I, I'll say I'm taking Miami, but it's not with a great amount of confidence. So, yeah. 
And again, I, I think everything you're saying is correct. The Titans have been a very tough team to figure out because, again, they were winning all these games once Derrick Henry went out where you were like, you shouldn't really be winning these games. Like, you're And then they play this- Pittsburgh and you're like, you correct. should beat the crap out right. of Pittsburgh and they don't win. They straight right. up lose. And even, so. by the way, this game against the 49ers, which I was on the Titans and I thought after the first drive, I was like, boy, this was a terrible pick. And maybe they <laughs> wouldn't have even won if Garoppolo apparently hadn't gotten hurt in that game. Like, who knows? But they have like. They have a way, man. They have a way yeah. of figuring out this stuff. And I think, you they know, they feel Ray- like a first round out, but yes. they're going to have Derrick Henry back uh, That's for the, thing, the playoffs. Man. So that changes the whole landscape of this team. So yeah. um, absolutely. You know, who, and who knows? And again, a big part of it really is the fade of the Dolphins rather than buying. The, I think that I just think this is going to end this ride, which has been incredible sort of to watch uh, is just going to end at some point. So that's my second pick. How about your third pick? My third pick, I'm going to roll with the over in the Seattle and Detroit game. Uh, It's 42 and a half. So it's low. You know, we get a 21, 21 game and then have a field goal kicked. And we're right there. The 24, 21 game gets us home. And that's what I expect in this game. I don't expect it to go way, way over. But I do think that the Lions are a better offense with Jared Goff instead of Tim Boyle. That's why they only put up 16 points last week. Jared Goff is back. It's not great. In fact, the only person worse at throwing the ball down the field this year than Trevor Lawrence is Jared Goff. But the Seattle defense was bad the whole year. Now with Jamal Adams out, it is horrific. You just saw the Bears come back with Nick Foles against them in Seattle, and that game was 25-24. So uh, the uh, Lions are a covering machine, but their secondary has been beat to crap too. This is another team a lot like the Ravens. Not necessarily their fault. They've had so many guys in the secondary go down. Jerry Jacobs, I didn't know about before the season started, and he started a ton of games for this team, blew out his knee, and he's out. So they're down to guys I've never heard of, once again, starting for them at the end of the year uh, because of injuries plus COVID plus, you know, just being not a great team. So um, I expect Tyler Lockett to go crazy. He's one of my DFS picks this week. Uh, yep. I think Metcalf could go crazy too. Amonor St. Brown has proven that he is uh, quarterback proof. Seahawks can't stand can't stop the run to save their life. They can't do anything on defense, man. This is a bad roster. So um, I think that this game is definitely going to go over. I expect the Seahawks to win it, but I don't have a ton of confidence in them because the Lions are covering machines. So the Lions might win this game straight up. But I do love the over because both these defenses are porous right now. Yeah, you make a good case for it. And at 42 and a half, you really don't need much to go right to go yeah. over that game, right? 21-21 exactly. going into the yeah. fourth to get us a field goal to win it. As long as it doesn't and, tie. <laughs> and you can see them, um, like, you can see the Seahawks basically trying to have a game where just things go right in the passing game. Just for Russell. Get, get this taste out of their mouth. Like, it has yes. been terrible right now. And well, you if you want that- Russ to stay, too, you got to make it fun for him. you got to make right. the last couple of weeks and putting up points and seeing the silver lining for next year so he doesn't demand that trade that he didn't really demand this year, kind of, but he did, you know, whatever it right. was. So, right. um, you know, you if you want him to stay, you got to make it. You got to make it so he wants to. So you got to make him have fun. Put up some points with them. Let Russ cook, as the kids yeah. would say, Dan. Yes, I do like that phrase. Those those children who use it. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm I'm with you actually. I like it. I hadn't considered that game, but that that's really not a bad one. So I you stole my over under for the day uh, with the Rams. So I'll pivot and I'll I'll go with the and I'm going to consider it. I'll go with the under on the Broncos Chargers game at forty five and a half. And what this this really boils down to a couple of things. 
One is Drew Locke, who I think, I don't know if he's officially been named the starter, but the expectation is that he's going to start. And I understand that the Chargers, generally speaking, have a porous run defense. So you might see Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams get 75,000. They're both limited. And, you know, the, the Chargers defense, it depends on the health and stuff like that. They're not always the absolute seed. Now, they were obviously last week. But they're not always the absolute seat. But regardless, they're limited in either way. Like, if you are the Chargers, okay, what is to prevent you from stacking the box up the wazoo right now? Because there's just no chance that Drew Locke is going to beat you. And there's no chance that the Broncos want to allow Drew Locke to be the person who decides the game. They're going to run it all day. And again, even if they gain yards, like, The more you run the ball, the more the clock bleeds, and that's just how it's going to be necessarily. And the Broncos' defense is solid. They know the Chargers pretty well, so I don't expect the Chargers necessarily to go up and put up, you know, a 30 spot or anything here. But realistically, I think the Broncos with Drew Locke, I mean, you watch that game against just a Raiders defense that should not be able to stop anybody, and they just couldn't do anything whatsoever. We've seen Locke enough here, so... It's more of a fade of what we're going to see from the Broncos offense necessarily than the Chargers, but I'll I'll lean towards the under here at the 45 and a half. Again, if I were going to have my pick of the litter, it would have been the over 46 and a half <laughs> with that uh, with the Broncos arms. But I lean under Bobby. What do you think? Alike, man. Yeah, you know. and so do ours. So uh, I'm <laughs> right. Uh, I'm also taking the under in this game because of you know mainly the points that you just said. I how are you trusting Drew Locke? Like I've watched Teddy Bridgewater all year, and I. I go, God, Drew Locke's got to be better than this. Watch <laughs> one game of Drew Locke, and I go, he's absolutely not. not. Absolutely he's not. not. Teddy Bridgewater's yeah. better, and they both are terrible. Like, yeah. this is a team that is a quarterback away. They have good weapons and everything, yes. but, uh, you know, the quarterback ain't there this week. So I'm absolutely with you. Give me the under here because the Chargers are in a weird funk right now. Justin Herbert could get a lot of this, but the Denver defense is solid. You know, they right. play good ball. So, um, they're going to limit what the Chargers can do on offense. It's not going to be like playing the Texans where Justin Jackson has 180 yards and a touchdown and all that stuff. So I'm with you on the under in this game, mainly because I don't trust either offense right now. And I do trust Denver's defense. So yes. I'm, uh, we're simpatico as far as that game goes, for sure. I love it. All right, we'll recap at the end. But Bogman, let's fly through the remaining spreads and just let me know if you've got to lean one way or the other, okay? Yep. Pats are laying 16 to the Jaguars in New England. Uh, yeah, they haven't scored a touchdown with Trevor Lawrence for a month. So give me the <laughs> Patriots. And the I agree. I, I don't ever actually take these giant spreads, but man, there's just I don't know what the spread would have to be to get me to feel comfortable taking the Jaguars in this game with the Pats off a bad loss as well. Yeah, trying to establish something. Uh, all right. So we go to another big spread next. The Bucks laying 13 to the Jets in New Jersey. I'll lay it. The Jets have packed up and gone to gone to bed for the winter, so Tampa Bay wins this game. I can't imagine, Bogman, that all of the big favorites are going to cover, but I'm taking There's all the big favorites. There's going to be a Houston versus uh, L.A. for sure this week. So I'm still taking them, though. Like I, every, every I'm not one taking of all of them. There's one, big, right. there's one double-digit spread I will not take. Better not be the Bills against the Falcons because I am taking the <laughs> Bills. Okay, uh, I'm also with the Bucks here. And uh, again, we are uh, we both do fantasy rankings. I certainly hope for my championship teams that everybody on the Bucks decides to go nuts in this game. And as a Jets well, all fan, all my Bucks are hurt, and I'm not in the championship. Ah, uh, well, because I have Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette in too many 
Yeah. Uh, that is bad. But I will say that, again, you mentioned about, uh, you know, the double whammy when you bet, you know, a, a, on your team. Like the great thing about being a Jets fan is I can almost always confidently bet against the Jets. <laughs> yes. and it almost it usually works out. Uh, the Raiders double right whammy now, for you would be they win <laughs> because you lose your money and they lose that draft pick. So, you know, it, it slips a little further and further every time. So, yeah, uh, I'm with let you. me tell you, my friend, uh, I had in a teaser this week because I didn't trust the exact spread. The Jaguars getting eight and a half. And I was like, they're going to cover this spread somehow. They're they're going to do this somehow and win this game several. They still won, which sucks for me. But again, I did thankfully win the teaser. But yeah, it's it's dangerous. <laughs> it, it's never a fun time. Uh, Raiders getting six and a half from the Colts. We're assuming Carson Wentz comes back here, by the way, I, I guess, you know, with, with the way it is. But what do you think? I don't care. The, the, with the way the Colts defense has been playing and the way that uh, the whole offense is hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor. And I watched Sam Allinger play a lot in college and love him and hope he gets a start eventually. But it's going to be Carson Wentz. So uh, I think the Colts win this one going away. Uh, Eagles are visiting Washington and laying three and a half. Now, Bogman, this one oh, strikes me as something where the books are being like, yeah, take Trap. the Eagles, take the Trap. Eagles, obviously, because we are very confident in that, in you doing that, right? I'm That's gonna, what it is. I'm going to springboard into the trap too, because Washington. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay. Laying that egg. It, it, really, it's for this reason. Ron Rivera, and, and I just, I don't like it in college and I despise it in the pros said that uh, Heineke is going to start, but Kyle Allen's going to get time. Uh, you yeah. break up that offensive rhythm. I don't care who you are. You can't do that in, in a uh, in, in any game, So especially a home game against a division rival. So you're showing that you have no confidence in either one of these guys. They were fist fighting on the sideline last week. Oh, yeah. Washington is a sinking ship right now, so give me Philly. I know, man. They And the books want you to do that, right? Like They, they, they do. Who? What What normal better looks at this line and business? You know what? Give me Washington. I feel like nobody is going to do yeah. that. And they're just laying it out there for it. But you're walking into it, huh? I'm walking right into it. And if it snaps me up, it snaps me up. I'll take the bait. I'm coming with you. Don't worry about it. All right. All right. All right. Is this the one? Bogman Bills at home laying 14 and a half against Falcons? No, I'm taking the Bills in this game. They All need right. to win. They, they need to keep uh, yes. New England at bay. Yep. Miami at bay right now. They need to lock up this division. And you got to give this offense and the defense a little bit of confidence moving into towards the playoffs. So I think they blow out the Falcons. Another team that it's just why, why is Cordell Patterson not on the field every snap? I don't understand it. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts has been okay. They misused Mike Davis the whole year and he's also not as good as he was last year. So th this team is a big mess right now, specifically on defense and Josh Allen's going to pick them apart. Totally with you. Chiefs laying five to the Bengals in Cincy. I mean, I this is mainly I want to see it, so I am taking the Chiefs. But also, the Chiefs being able to adjust their offense to play against certain defenses instead of just throw the ball downfield has been kind of scary to watch this year. And sp specifically for me, last week when I was on Instagram uh, sending P2P a bunch of reels instead of watching the <laughs> second half of my game because it just hurt <laughs> to watch every play they were doing something wrong on. So, uh, you know. Um, I think that they go into the jungle and we get escalator of sadness, leaving it for the, the Bengals, which is something I love. So yeah. give me the Chiefs and I'll lay the points. I'm with you as well. And it, it's just it's got to be a letdown spot, man, like for the Bengals coming in here off that huge, enormous win uh, over the Ravens. I just I agree. I think the Chiefs come in. I think they win handily. Giants are visiting the Bears. Bears are laying six points. I mean, I hate this game. I don't have a lean either way. I'll take the Giants because I don't trust the Bears to beat anybody by six. Uh, but this is a which coach gets fired first bowl. 
as far as uh, I'm concerned. I hope it's Joe Judge. I hate this Jake Fromm and Mike Lennon nonsense. I hate that he hasn't used Saquon Barkley properly. You signed Kenny Galladay. Give him no confidence moving uh, forward. You have good offensive weapons, and they're all terrible this year. So um, I I think I like Joe Judge less than I, I, I... If I had to pick one to be head coach of my team, I'd pick Nagy all day, every day. Uh, over Joe Judge, but um, I don't trust the Bears to beat anybody by that many points. So give me the Giants. Uh, Bogman, if you gave me your money and said, please bet on this game, I would still decline because I just have absolutely, like, I can't even imagine. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to bet on it. I have no (laughs) idea what's going to happen. Like, it's like the first game the whole year where I'm like, holy cow, please just let me, you know, close my eyes. This is going to be the game where they go to it on the red zone. I'm like, ugh, go to anything else. (laughs) Literally any other game. Show me a replay. Uh, How about the the Jags? I'd rather watch the Jags in this. Let's go. Uh, the Chargers, as we talked about are at home they're laying six and a half here to the broncos how about the spread I, i've taken the chargers because they're at home and they just got yep. embarrassed they have to win so yeah i'm taking them drew lock sucks i mean that's you know not with confidence but i will take yep. them I agree. I would take them as well. Again, I just can't like I it was really I felt disgusting backing the Raiders last week, but I was like, I don't care. It's Drew Lock. It, it's a very easy formula and it did work out. Uh, is this the spread, Bogman? The 49ers laying 12 and a half to the Texans. This is the one? That's the one right there. I and it's it. because I just don't trust, you know, seems like Trey Lance is going to start this game. And I just don't trust them. And look, Houston is playing decent football. I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're playing good football because they're not. But they're playing decent football right now, which is not something I expected to say into a microphone after watching them for the first month of the season. They have been yep. terrible. But, uh, you know, Cully's got these guys playing at least hard. And Mills is going to be their answer next year, too. So uh, let's get Nico Collins involved. Brandon Cooks is fine. Rex Burkhead had a huge game last yep. week, too, right? So uh, it's if this was Jimmy G at full health, I would take the Niners and lay the points. But it's Trey Lance, and I just don't know what to expect from him. I would expect him to be better. But I wouldn't be shocked if he was worse. You know, he's running scout team this whole time. So uh, get, give me uh, Houston in this game without a ton of confidence. I just don't think the Niners with Trey Lance can beat anybody by double digits. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I'm not going to bet it, um, but I definitely strikes me as something where, look, I've been impressed with Mills. Just more because I had such low expectations for the guy coming in. But there have been a lot of times where I've seen him. Playing games, it's not just against the Chargers, but just generally speaking. He's going to be, so this is kind of annoying for draft stuff, but of course this is where my brain goes. Um, He was a five-star number one overall QB prospect when he came out of high school, and he went to Stanford and really didn't do anything at Stanford. Still gets drafted because he has all these great measurables, and he was a five-star, and now he's having success in the NFL. It's going to make those five-star guys that don't do a lot in college still draftable at the end of the draft. So, you know, even if Spencer Rattler has a crappy year at South Carolina, he's probably still going to get drafted because people see the the pedigree of these guys. Yeah. So uh, maybe less for him because he's not as tall, but uh, still going to get drafted. Great point. Bogwin, Cowboys are home link six to the cards. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to take Dallas here. I think what we saw last week from them was just, uh, the get right game. They needed it too. Cause Dak had been struggling pretty bad for like the last three or four weeks before this game. But uh, you know, coming at home at, against Washington who had been playing pretty well up to that point, it all clicked. So they're t- kind of peaking right now. Cardinals are the opposite. They peaked 
a little bit earlier in the season. This is typical Cliff Kingsbury. What yeah. you see in a game or a season is a second half collapse from him because he doesn't adjust. So um, I, I never have liked Cliff Kingsbury as head coach in the NFL. I think he has skated by on tons and tons of talent on this uh, Cardinals roster, which he helped put together. So, look, guy's got an eye for, for talent for sure, but I just don't trust him uh, to coach up these guys in the second half against Dallas. I think they will make all of the proper adjustments and win going away. Fading Cliff Kingsbury in the second half of any season is almost always profitable. Um, our game. Um, and they just look lost without uh, Hopkins. They, they just... They look like they have no and flow Connor whatsoever. Was really strong for them. Yeah. Uh, when Edmonds went down and Hopkins was out and uh, he's probably not going to play in this game either. So yeah, you know, Chase Edmonds is OK, but he's not Connor. Yeah, he's a game time decision. So he'll probably be limited even if he does go. How about uh, again? You said sounded like you weren't positive on it, but sounds like you like the Lions. If you had to go one way, getting the seven from the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, the covering machines, man. The Lions yeah. are one of the best teams against the spread in the league this year. I mean, I think the Packers are better. The uh, Cowboys are 12 and three Packers, 11 and four Colts, 10 and five Detroit, 10 and five against yep. the spread. So, uh, like I said, I like the over the most in this game, but uh, picking against the spread, I will definitely take the Lions plus points in pretty much any game right now. I think I felt the same way when Pat, again, took that Seahawks getting six and a half, uh, you know, giving six and a half to the Bears. It's like, I don't trust the Seahawks at this point to cover, you know, six and a half against anyone. Um, It's kind of the Bears thing for me, too. It's like these teams are they're probably six points better than the team they're playing. But are you going to bet your money on it? No, <laughs> right. thanks. Right. All right. Saints laying six and a half to the Panthers. Ian Book will not be starting uh, in this game. Sam Darnold will be, though, for the Panthers. So not sure what that does. What do you think? I mean, uh, Matt Rule has messed this up is the nice way to say it. So uh, I think that firing Joe Brady was a mistake. I think uh, signing Cam Newton was a mistake. I would have stuck with Sam Darnold or just gone to P.J. Walker for a year. And no, uh, these guys aren't my answer. Now, I don't know, Sam Darnold might still be your answer for next year. So it's a mess there. Give me New Orleans. Uh, Carolina has packed it in for the winner. Yep, I'm in agreement with you. And last Defense one. is strong for New Orleans, too. Oh, yeah, for weeks. real. Cam, yep. Ever since Cam Jordan started getting to the quarterback again, that defense picked way up. So Yep, total agreement. Last one. Vikings are visiting the Packers. Sunday night football, seven points. What do you think? Packers win this one going away and lock up home field advantage so they can sit Aaron Rodgers in his COVID toe next week. So <laughs> what gets me a little uh, confused is that I, the two teams realistically aren't quite as different, like in terms of how good they are. But like this is a Kirk Cousins in primetime game in what was his last time game did he throw 87 yards and they still beat the bears yeah he did not look good yeah and again this is the the chance for the packers to just put this away and and rest so i'm probably not going near it just at seven but if i were to go one way or the other i would probably go there bogwin thank you so much for joining me me. it was great to have you remind uh remind everybody of the three bets by the way that that's what it is Uh, do a little recap Mm-hmm. I got the the Rams. I'm uh, laying the three and a half for them. I got the over in that game of 46 and a half against Baltimore as well. And then the over 42 and a half in Seattle and Detroit. And I'm going to take the Steelers getting three and a half uh, from the Browns. The Titans laying three and a half to the Dolphins and the under 45 and a half in the Broncos and the Chargers game, though I admit that if I had my druthers, I would also uh, jump on the Rams and the Ravens over 46 and a half. Bogwin, just remind everybody where they can find more of you and your work. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me again, Dan. This this show is a lot of fun. And uh, you can find me here on Betting Pros. I do the uh, college football betting show with Joe Pizzapia, and we'll be back for the national championship game next week. Don't know who it is yet because we have those <laughs> games coming up tomorrow. But yep. I think it's going to be Bama and Georgia again. But, uh, <laughs> we'll see. But you can catch me there. Obviously, I do the I, I did the IDP show with him this year as well for Fantasy Pros. I do all my stuff at In This League. I have the individual defensive podcast there. I have Fantasy Football with Chris Welsh, Fantasy Baseball with Chris Welsh. He has Prospect One. Uh, I do uh, DFS for Lion Star as well. So uh, CFB Winning Edge with my buddy Nick Allen. Uh, I am. You can hear my voice a lot if you like it. It's all over the place. So if you like sports and my voice. Um, it's available for you. That's for sure. Legitimately everywhere is where Bogman is. And he does great work. And, and I don't understand how he knows everything about like every college football (laughs) player in the world, considering we're constantly this baseball football. doesn't matter. The guy's a stud. Um, all right. I appreciate you joining me. So that's going to do it for this one. We'll be back as always next week, talking more NFL football. I'll be talking college football and I will talk to you. 